0: Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of Locked On Texans, your daily Texans talk and news update. I'm doing a solo show here today. John, some sports guy, Hickman. And you know you can find the show on all the major platforms for podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Megaphone, and, of course, listen... We created, Cody and I, who did not have the chance to, you know, do the show with me today, a platform for sports lovers in Houston and surrounding areas. You can argue that sports.com. Hey guys, go ahead and get subscribed to the website. Enter your name into a $50 giveaway visa gift card. Why not? Hell, why not? This is going to be uh, <laughs> Well, I'm going to like to call it a where-do-we-go-from-here-now Wednesday. Where next Wednesday? We know what happened Sunday. Texans let go of 24 to 0 lead. Uh, what happened? The, the Chiefs scored seven straight touchdowns. One of the most embarrassing, if not the most embarrassing losses in franchise history. And so now we have to prepare ourselves for the offseason and what that means. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. The offseason moving forward. uh, I'm going to give you guys a breakdown of what is to uh, be expected with the offseason. And of course. Uh with the offseason, we're definitely gonna definitely want to get more involved with social media. I have to hear from you guys. I need it. Personally, I need it. I love it. So, you know, there was a question posed on Twitter. I tweeted out earlier uh today. And so that is what we're gonna get into. Just some of those responses and responding to the responses. Uh, and and so that's what you know, I definitely want us to kick off the rest of this week just to prepare ourselves uh, with what's to come because there are a lot of questions surrounding this team about moving forward. There's absolutely no way they can come into next season with the same makeup of this team and expect anything different and honestly, quite frankly, not expect anything worse. But it's been a tough day. It's been a tough, rough couple days for Houston sports fans. Sunday, you get excited, you're talking crap, you're on Facebook, you're dogging out Cowboy fans, we run Texas, all in the first quarter. Just to watch that go down the drain. And then MLB comes out and announces the punishment for the Astros. AJ Hinch, he gets suspended for a hundred games. Jeff, he gets suspended for a hundred games. And then Jim Crane, the owner of the Astros, he just comes out, flats out, and takes it a step further and fire the two guys that brought this city a championship. The first championship we've seen since the dream. Well, actually, I'm sorry, since the WNBA, the four titles in a row, but in a very long time. The Astros' first championship, they get fired. And the the funny thing about it is Sunday night, everybody was praying that there's a Houston coach that gets fired. And it ain't the right one everybody was expecting and uh, you know just to, you know first of all we get those when are you guys are going to hop on locked on rockets when are you guys going to hop on locked on astros vice versa we get those all the time and believe me I want to especially with the locked on rockets basketball is my favorite sport but i want to take a time out just to say how in the hell do those guys get fired by the owner this is the same guys that listen. I don't know if you guys remember 2011, 12 maybe. Astros tickets for very good seatings, seats like 12 bucks, eight dollars. And to transform that team to where they were then to where they are now, the makeup of this team now Atuve, Correa, Bregman, uh, uh, uh. You know, the list goes on winning that championship in 2017 for those guys to get fired after they had already received their punishment. And by the way, you know, whether they were still in size or not, listen, it's baseball and a lot of corrupt things goes on in baseball. Best believe the owner knew. Best believe that. Had to go on that rant real quick. But this is Locked On Texans, and again, like I said, we're going to talk about what the committee approach is going to be for the GM role next year. What will the Texans as an organization do with Bill O'Brien? That, if not the hottest topic going around right now, I think it is simply because here is a fun fact. Bill O'Brien has won the AFC South since 2014. A few times. But since 2014, Houston is the only AFC South team that has failed to reach an AFC championship game. The Colts did it with Andrew Luck. The Jags did it with Blake Bortles. And now the Titans are doing it with Tannehill. I think it's time to move on from the ceiling at head coach. That Bill O'Brien has put on this team. There is a ceiling with Bill O'Brien as head coach with this team. And so uh, that's one thing I can't wait to kind of dive in and discuss really quick before we move along. The free agency, I'll give you guys a little offseason rundown. The free agency starts March 17th, March 16th, all the way through April 17th. The draft starts April 23rd. The NFL scouting combine is from February 24th through March the 2nd. Uh, February 25th is the first day teams can franchise. March 16th through April 17th, like I said, that is free agency. And here is maybe the most saddest news. The Texans only have four draft picks in this 2020 draft a second round, a fourth round, a fifth round, and a seventh round. So what we're going to start doing is start at the dialect of what are the Texans' priority, whether it comes in the draft. And a a lot of guys that I know, and I mean, it's a fact damn near that Super Bowls are not won in free agency. You have to build your team through the draft. I will say this. I think this team is a couple of steps away from making this – making the Super Bowl, at least making the AFC's title game. So throughout the rest of the week, we're going to talk about personnel, where they should look, positions they should look, things of that nature, um, and in-house personnel as well. So I can't wait to dive into all of these things in the Where Do We Go Next Wednesday edition of Locked on Texans. I'm here, solo show John, some sports guy Hickman, and I can't wait to also dive into your responses to the question that was poised on Twitter. Hey, listen. Yeah, we lost in a terrible fashion. But certain tweaks can make some things good into great. Good news. There's always a silver lining in, you know, the bad, in the storm that you weather through, you know. Uh, what do they say? The dark is, the the dawn is darkest before the, the whatever it is, uh, and, and it doesn't matter. Good news, Titus Howard makes all rookie team, which is something I want to use. You know, congrats to Titus Howard. Uh, I was a guy uh, when he when he was first drafted. Of course, I gave him time, but the initial reaction was not the aftermath of when doing my due diligence, scouting, getting film on this guy. Uh, At-right tackle, I think he's in the position he needs to be in moving forward. But I was a guy that was just uh, – I didn't agree with that deal. A lot of you guys were not as well. You you thought it was a bad draft pick, the whole nine. And he turned out, for the games that he played, pretty damn good. So congrats to Titus Howard. And, you know, that's going to lead me to where do the Texans go in regards to the GM? Now, Bill O'Brien, on the committee approach, he's already came out and stated, I feel like where we are right now, it stays the way it is. We have a great group of people. My problem with that, that's just a typical Bill O'Brien answer. We have a great group of guys, work their tell-off, you know, come in every day. They focus. They work hard. They put in the effort. They put in the work. The typical Bill O'Brien approach, that's him. And, you know, half of me understands that those Responses, comments, those are the typical coach responses, but that's the problem that I have with him as a head coach. And I've always been Team Bill O'Brien, but it's typical. It's predictable. It's tiresome. It's played out. And so, yeah, I mentioned that the Titus Howard, and again, I will get to why that's big news But in regards to what the Texans do now, first and foremost, before you even get into the free agency, before you get into the draft, there are two areas that you must look at. What do you do with Bill O'Brien? Where does Bill go and the rest of the coaching staff? I think it's time. I think it's time that Bill O'Brien goes from a head coach. He's done as head coach. And simply because, you know, I think there is a ceiling with Bill O'Brien. Bill O'Brien is a leader of men. I believe that he can he can rally your guys. I mean, controversial comments from your owner last year, um, Bob McNair, while he was still alive. The warden comment with the prison inmates. And, and that could have really that could have really done damage to that locker room. And the job Bill O'Brien did to keep those guys prepared, focused on the game, on the on the uh, Sunday, on the Monday, on the Thursday, whenever they played, you know, that goes underappreciated for Bill O'Brien. And Bill O'Brien is also a guy that stepped into the Penn State light when the Sandusky... And the Joe Paterno and that mess was still fresh. Hell, it's, it's still fresh. It just happened not too long ago. He stepped into that role, and it was business as usual, right? And that's an area of Bill O'Brien that I don't believe people give him the credit for. However, you know he's going to be good in those areas. He's gonna he's gonna take your team that's quarterback by Brock Osweiler, quarterback by. Uh, Brian Hoyer and company in one season when you have multiple quarterbacks featured as your starting quarterback. He's going to be a coach that's good enough to take that group to the playoffs. You know? But I think after Sunday's demise is what I'm going to call it. Where do we go from here on to this Wednesday? Well, I think that's his ceiling. He's good enough to drag, you know? He's that guy. But. You ever see you ever see guys that they 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 work their tail off and you know they want more. They say when they get more, they'll be able to be able to do better and do more. But when they get more, it's just like you're still giving us the same quality of work. Yeah, it was an A when you were just working with scraps, but now you have a state-of-the-art lab. And you want my I want my product to be the best in the business. I want, I don't want. Stepped on. I want the Walter White. And I think that's what we're at right now. I think that we've given him the state of the art type of lab, right? And this is coming from Breaking Breaking Bad. If you guys have been following me, you know, I've been watching Breaking Bad catching up, but you don't have to cook or create in a in a in an RV anymore. Look at this lab. Look at Deshaun Watson. Look at this all pro receiver. Look at this much-improved line as head coach. I feel like you're still working in that RV under duress, not prepared. You're not prepared. Not that you're not getting the players prepared, but as coach, you have to be prepared. You're still making terrible decisions. You're taking timeouts when timeouts don't need to be needed, and then instead of using those timeouts wisely, You're debating whether you want to go for or or not, you know? Those are the things that this franchise can't suffer through anymore at head coach. And with removing him as head coach, I think, where do we go here? Where do we go from here now on a Wednesday to start the offseason? You have to remove Romeo Cornell. Romeo Cornell, this may have been... Now, granted, JJ Watt was out. There's been a, a carousel of who's going to start at cornerback. And then right before the playoff starts, Gibson goes on IR. And I think if Gibson plays Sunday, Travis Kelsey does not have that big of a day. Travis Kelsey really was what wasn't the game for the Chiefs. But I think it's time for him to move along, too. With all due respect to Romeo Cornell. And he's been a guy that's been in this league 30 plus years, been on the Patriots staff championship winner, Super Bowl winner. He has been a great defensive coordinator. However, when you have reached a ceiling, the only thing you can do now when you reach a ceiling is break through it or go back down. And Texans fans, do you want to go back down? No. You don't want to waste prime years of your quarterback. You don't want to waste prime years like you did with Andre Johnson which your all-world receiver. You don't want to do that. Now you have to break through. And the first step to breaking through is allowing Cal, come down, hey, we're going to remove you from head coaching duties. But now this is where it gets a little bit maybe confusing for some. I don't know, tricky, maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, I think you do continue to roll with Bill O'Brien as GM. I mean, wow, wow, if you're going to get rid of him, get rid of him all the way. I know. I get it. I understand. But here's the thing. He still knows what this team needs. All right? I mean, he still knows it. And as GM, well, we only have four drafts, draft picks in this upcoming draft. And you can be butthurt all you want about, when well, we gave up two months for Tumps. Your future is your quarterback. In the same division, yeah, Andrew Luck, whose career was cut short because they could not find adequate amount of protection for him until it was too late. So you making the move. You made the move for Larry Tunsell You had to. And that day, you got Kenny Stills. You also brought in Duke Johnson, who's under contract, so you don't have to worry about him for another couple of years. You also made the move for Garyon Conley, who I think moving forward is can be a part of your starting cornerback rotation. I don't, I don't think that is a pressing priority as it may would have been in the past. I think Garyon Conley has shown to be that in, in the right system, which he's been this year, and didn't even get a full offseason. Right coverage, he can be the guy. All right. You're also going to pick up Vernon is on, on, on on waivers. I think moving forward, your priority, which I'll get into, is making sure you re sign some of the guys that you need to re sign to. That you need to re sign, I'm sorry. So, the biggest, you know, I guess, conundrum, I don't know what to call it, but if you, what I'm getting at is keeping Bill O'Brien and the committee in that GM role, allowing him to, Continue to build what they already started. I am a okay with that. You tried to go after Nick after Nick Castorio, That didn't work out. I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. And Bill O'Brien and the committee proved to show that they're not going to just sit and rest and wait. They're not going to you know pray for chance and hope God drops something in their lap. They're going to go out and go get it. They're going to make moves. Moves that should have been made when Brian Gain was the GM, but we know we know that's no longer the case. They were aggressive. The only downfall um, in their time had been the Jadavian Clowney trade, and I get it. A lot of you guys were butthurt about that, but in the end, I think it still worked out for the Texans in their favor because what he wanted to get paid is still not what he produced. He wanted those top sack numbers. I believe Jacob Martin ended the season with more sacks than him, a limited amount of snaps. So it saved money. And we know, I get it. Jadavian Clowney, the plays he makes on the field, does not always come up in the box numbers. I know that. I've been watching this guy play football for a very long time, but the money compared to what you're wanting, it didn't add up. And I mentioned how, you know, Howard was. Uh, first team, which was well deserved. I think that the combination of him, and Laramie Tunsil, Max Sharpen and left guard Fulton, who had a very good season, Nick Martin at your, at your center. That, of course, when Howard comes back and he's healthy, that allowed to say, okay, well, we have a pretty good line. And guys, when these guys were playing all at one time, there was a couple games where the, the Texas did not give up a sack. So the offensive line is not a top priority for them. I think moving into the free agency offseason, period, your top priority, first of all, is re-signing who you already have. Take care of the guys you already have. Bradley Roby was signed on a one-year deal, and you've been hearing me harp on this since I've started the show. I hate one-year deals. Especially for the Texans considering their history with one-year deals. Bradley Roby. He definitely needs to get resigned. Two interceptions, one sack, 10 pass deflections, one TD. He just had a very good year for the Houston Texans. And this is considering playing for Romeo Cornell, who did not have a very good year at D.C. He is one of your top priorities. Number two, D.J. Reader. Two and a half sacks, 52 tackles, Pro Bowl alternate. He just had a very good damn year. Bring him back because their are areas, one I'm about to get into that needs to be fixed on this defense to move forward. In the AFC, you have, who well, you just got your ass beat by the Kansas City Chiefs. We know the Patriots are going to retool the Titans. Who knows where they're going to be with Ryan Tannehill under their belt for another for actual 16 games? The Ravens are going to bounce back. This AFC is full of offense. You have to create pressure. DJ Reader is already on your roster. Resign this man. He does so much, so great. I think Fairbanks should be resigned. 20 out of 25 fear goals, a uh, 44 out of 49 extra points. Yes, he had issues early on, but he cleaned them up. Bring him back. You're gonna get it from cheap. Won't have a big cap space hit. The cap space does go up, so you're gonna have some money to play with. And we also know that Laramie Tunsil deal. That's the problem with the two picks that you gave up. He knows that you're kind of handcuffed, and you have to give him whatever he wants. But that deal has to get done, and it will. No doubt about it. Also, I think John Weeks, the long snapper, he needs to get re-signed as well. So bringing in your guys that are already on the roster. Honorable mention, I think Brandon Dunn needs to come back as well. You're getting him for cheap. He'll also be a guy that you can fill in inside, get some pressure whenever you need him, and then, you know, he can play his role. So that, that deal needs to get done. We're also going to talk about some more. Get into the Twitter talk. I love this question because I'm hearing directly from you guys. What do the Texans need to do this offseason to ensure next season doesn't end like this season? So the reason why I wanted to give you guys a breakdown of how the offseason is going to go in regards to scouting, combine, free agency when that starts, uh, franchise tags, when you're able to do, to do that for the first time, uh, the draft, the whole nine, is because I just kind of wanted to set up the rest of the show for the offseason and get into it day by day, what the Texans need to do to, like I end it the, the last segment, make sure they don't end next season how they ended this season. And, I, and, and listen, first and foremost, we already know that the majority of improving this team won't come in the draft. So, the first thing I want to look at is those four draft picks. You have a second round, you have a fourth round, you have a fifth round, then you have a seventh round, which is the round where you get, you know, God knows who. But those very two first rounds are very critical, the second and fourth round. And, of course, week by week, we'll digest, dissect what the Texans uh Areas of improvement are, but just right now looking, I can. I'm going to go off for of what I need. What I need for you guys to really realize, the Texans have to improve it in these areas: edge rusher and interior rush defensive linemen. I mean, we got no pressure on Mahomes, and a lot through a lot of games throughout this entire season, we got no pressure on a lot of different quarterbacks. Right. I mean, a uh, Drew Locke had all day to throw on that 38. Was it 38 to 10, whatever the final score was? He had all day to throw at times. So interior and edge rushing defense. Edge rusher on defense. Throughout their defensive line, J.J. Watt is getting old. We already signed and locked up Whitney Merciless. I think our linebacker core is, is okay where it's at. Of course, there are room for improvements. We'll have to see what the Texas organization do with the coaching staff because maybe if they bring in a new D.C., which I'm anticipating, he'll change up the scheme. May go from a 3-4 to a 4-3. I don't know what the personnel that you currently have, considering Merciless, uh, is the best move, but you have to get more athletic and faster in those rush positions, in the edge rush positions, and I think you need to get more athletic and then faster in the interior. main reason why I believe you keep DJ Rita is because he's good at what he's good at, you know, controlling gaps. You're always going to need a big man in that middle to control the gaps, make it hard for runners, make it hard for blockers to come off their blocks, and just fill those voids, fill that gap. Get you a couple of sacks. Make you he'll get you some tackles for loss because how good he can dominate in the run game. But the edge rusher position, DN, whether you want to get another 4 3, I mean 3 4 linebacker, outside rushing linebacker, is a very important area of improvement along with the interior defensive line. Get some more help. And if you continue to stay in a 3 4 defense, A lot of these guys are so athletic that are coming out or that are already going to be free agents that they can do some a lot of things on a defensive line. You can play them inside in the in the one technique. You can play them in the three. If you want to do something crazy, you can play them in the five. So improving the defensive line, period. That's a must moving forward. Also, wide receiver depth. Well, I mean, we have Kim Steals. We have listen. Here's a quote from Will Fuller. He's going to spend the next offseason this entire offseason rather focusing on his health. And I'm glad to read that. I'm glad that he's taking initiative to do that. I get it, but <laughs> is a pigs what my dad always said is is a, listen, you guys know it. Is it pigs inside pork. Does a bear dump in the wood? Yes and yes. At this current state, he is what he is. Now, the the trade for Tunsil, I I will always mention Kenny Stills because Kenny Stills, he had a touchdown in that game. He's a very important piece of that. But the after those two guys, there's no depth. We know Kiki stayed in the doghouse for the remainder of the season. And there's nothing in this world that tells me he will return uh, as a Houston Texan next year unless a new coach comes in and like what he sees. DeAndre Carter, he's a return man, you know? The Texans need more depth. And honestly, maybe a more comparable number two guy to Hopkins because we just don't trust Fuller in this city right now. Now, I would love for Fuller to shut me the hell up and the rest of you guys. I just don't know what to happen, if it happened. And for the rest of the week, you know, we're going to make this a, a thing where. There are real areas of improvement that needs to be made. in the free agency, like I said, with the cap going up, the Texans are going to have more money than what they did last year, and they didn't even spend half of that money. They're going to have money to make moves to improve. That way, when the draft comes around and you only are playing with four picks, you can make improvements small. Small improvements here with that second-round pick. Small improvement there with that fourth-round pick. So we'll see. My favorite part before we get out of here, Twitter talk on this where do we go now next Wednesday. You know, I asked the question as the offseason is here, I know most of you guys want an entirely different coaching staff. However, there's other things to focus on as well. What are some of the areas of improvements you'd like to see? That was a question that I proposed on Twitter. And I got some great responses. I would love to see some improvements on our D-line. We had no pass rush this year. This is from my man, Jared Osborne. Jared, I 100% agree with you. I agree with you. That is a priority for this team. I mean, and there was other guys. Listen, the Texas Canada hashtag fire B-O-B. Defense should be a top priority, especially pass rush. Also, a new D.C. will help. I think everybody's on the same page. Listen, Kevin Coffey, upgrade pass rush, and more overall, defensive team speed. Guys, we are on the same page, and I want you to make sure you continue to listen. I think i have a solo show tomorrow. Cody will be out covering the Rockets. There are guys out there that, are coming from former teams that the teams are going to be off, and I don't think they're going to re-sign with their teams. Like a guy like Ryan Kerrigan, Washington. I mean, he's seen enough. He's seen enough. He needs a new change of scenery. In a 3-4 defense, Ryan Kerrigan would fit perfectly. Yes, he's of age. Ryan Kerrigan is 31 now. I get it. Only had five and a half sacks this season. But just last season, he had 13. The year before that, he had 13. Ryan Kerrigan has 90 sacks on his career. I think he needs a chain of scenery. And he's just one of the names. There there are other guys out there that I believe can create an immediate impact. But we're all on the same page. Pass rush from Jared on the D-line. Pass rush from the Texans-Canadian page. Pass rush from from Kevin Coffey. Matt Edwards fixing our defensive secondary should be the primary concern we will get Gibson or we will get back Gibson which will help but we need a solid number one corner uh, Matt that's where I'm indifferent on I don't think it's a top priority not a premier concern you re Roby. I think Roby showed he can be a number number one, a number two, a solid number two corner. You already made the trade for Garyon Conley. He can be a part of this secondary and Vernon Hargraves. They need full offseason, so we'll see what that goes from there. If you can go snatch a premier cornerback in the free agency, then, of course, you go do it. That'll only make your secondary better, and it'll give you the depth that you need. Garyon Conley is a former first-round pick. So is VH3. Both of those guys were in defensive schemes and situations that just were not ideal to them. Garyon Conley and VH3 are better man corners. Garyon proved it. We really didn't see a lot of VH3, but when he did, he had some moments, some good and bad. Four off seasons under a team, you get to work out in, you learn this team more without having to be thrown in the fire. could work out differently, but I think moving forward, bringing back Roby is a main concern. I already mentioned it. Along with Garyon Conley, who's already under contract. The electrifying phenom defense should be a top priority. Would be cool to get something in exchange for Fuller as much as I like Fuller. Let's see. Electrifying phenom. You're not the only one who's just not buying the Fuller ticket anymore. And I think the consensus idea throughout the entire city or the country, if wherever you Texans fans are, I mean, we got guys in Canada. Defense, coaching staff, Slim Hardaway with Duke Johnson cemented at number two running back for the next couple of years. I think we've seen from High uh, is his ceiling, and it may be wise to uh, to move on to the running back market draft. Free agency is coming up. Drafts coming up. Those are two areas that we'll look into furthermore. But Slim Hardaway, I was actually going back and forth with my brother about this the other day where I'm okay with that. Those are another area where I'm just indifferent. I don't think it's a top priority. I'm okay with moving on from Carlos High. I think Carlos High gave us a great season, his best season since he's been in the league, at least his first 1,000-yard rushing season. So, I'm okay with moving on from him. I love Duke Johnson and what he can bring to any offense. And I know he's he's loving being out of Cleveland right now. But if you can find somebody that you feel, which, again, I will get into the running back market for free agent and projected running backs for the draft, then, yeah. If that's not an area in the draft where – Of course, I don't think you take a running back in the second round. The fourth round with the amount of running backs that come out every year, the fourth round will probably be the most ideal round. And if there's a guy there that you like, take him, grab him, go ahead. Why not? The Electrifying Phenom also said, and I love it too. I love that the fans are just done with settling. Don't settle for scrubs. I feel like that's what they're going to do. They can't. The amount of money that they have in this cap this year, And it's just getting better where everybody's on the same page. Dan Blackburn, commitment by ownership to paying for the best player teams possible. Pocketing salary cap every year is tanking on your own fans. No GM, why so greedy? B.O.B. can't even call offensive play calls unpredictably. You expect him to manage a team also. Show the fans the respect they deserve. I am hundred percent agreeing with you, Dan. No cap. Well, you have the money in cap, playing around with it, not using it. It's just it's year in and year out. What you're telling us is we're settling for mediocrity. We're settling. We're settling for mediocrity. Roughneck Poppy, like the Twitter name, defensive identity. Everybody wants some defense when you play a game when you don't get any pressure. And last week I talked about you have to rough up up Patrick Mahomes. If not, he's going to have a field day, and that's exactly what he did. If you don't cause pressure on this man, you're out. You're lost. Another scenario, this is from the Electrifying Phenom, hire Darren Moy. That's not going to happen. Darren Moy has his own problems dealing with his own owner that those two guys are buddy heads. My man, Ryan. There's no offensive or defensive identity. I somewhat understand on defense because of the personnel issues on that side of the ball, but there's no excuse for the offense. There has been a flood of resources invested. This team has to perform more consistently on offense. I think everybody just wants an identity on what the Texans are going to be moving forward. Are we going to continue to be a middle-of-the-pack team that never wins if that's the case, we might as well be the, the Houston Cowboys. I don't want it. I don't want to see that product on the field. And last but not least, my man Jimmy the Killer. Okay, Twitter name. All right. Your take is asking me, of course. Your take on firing O'Brien and hiring Dabo Swinney. Proven success at the college level. Defensive-minded coach, big-time play caller. Known for recruiters so he can identify talent. And most of all, Coach son Washington, to back-to-back natties and a chip, plus Clemson. Uh got blessed, just got blessed in the title game. So why not a change of scenery? Coach D hop and DJ Reed and other guys on the roster too. I disagree with that. I think Dabo Sweeney one day will be a great NFL head coach. Right now, Sunday, you just played the Kansas City Chiefs. On that coaching staff, it's Eric Benemy. And the he doesn't call plays, it's all Andy Reid. That throw that crap out of the window. That's nonsense. That man calls plays, he also is calling plays for a young, dynamic quarterback. And guess who has one of those? Houston, Texas. Guys, moving forward throughout the week, I'm going to discuss. And I'll ask you guys first what area of the, of the team do you want to look at first? Running back potential. Receiver potential, free agency, draft, those will come along. We're going to get some draft experts on the show. It's going to be fun, but I will say this. It's time for a change in head coach. No, I don't want him relieved of his play calling duty because I think Bill O'Brien is a guy that's just going to headbutt his way and do what he wants to do. It's time to move him out and Romeo Cornell of the coaching staff. Revamp the coaching staff. I think Eric ben is the way to go. I also think that you can keep Bill O'Brien as GM with the committee. They've done a great job right now securing the Texans' future. Yeah, we don't have a lot of draft picks in this upcoming draft, but areas of improvements. Your offensive line is fixed. You have first-round talent at cornerback that proved to play big. He also got Duke Johnson, who I still think given the opportunity to be a starter one day, I think Duke Johnson can do very well in an offense that's opened up with Deshaun Watson as your quarterback. Not a traditional offense, not not a Jeff Fisher offense, but some explosive offense. I think Duke Johnson can be your number one guy. Well, Why I believe that? Well, um, the Kansas City Chiefs are now going to the AFC title game, and none of their guys have over 600 yards rushing. Follow me on Twitter at some sports guy with two Y's at the end. Keep the dialogue coming, keep the questions coming, keep the answers, and keep the conversation going. I love it because what you guys talk about on social media, it's only going to lead to more discussion on the show. Again, follow me on Twitter at some sports guy. Still diving into Breaking Bad. Of course, I've been enjoying the hell out of this show, um, and it's getting it's getting hot. Walter is losing his goddamn mind. Don't forget to subscribe and check out youcanarguethatsports.com. Enter yourself in the fifty dollar giveaway with a Visa gift card. I know you need it. As a matter of fact, whenever you guys subscribe, tweet me personally. Say hey, I subscribe. That way, I I, I may I may bump you up the line. I don't know, guys. The Texans. Cannot go into next year with the same identity, same team as they ended this season off with. And I'm going to tell you now, it's going to be a very bumpy up and down road, but they can definitely get things fixed. Ego has to be swallowed and removed from the room. Pride has to be swallowed and removed from the room. And most of all, you have to put your quarterback and his strengths first and improve your defense until next time tomorrow peace you are locked on texans your daily podcast on the houston texans part of the locked on podcast network your team every day